There are business leaders that are making so much more than profit in their enterprises. They're elevating their businesses, teams and themselves to add more value. And so can you. Welcome to the Chris Cooper Business Elevation Show with host Chris Cooper. If you were looking for ways to elevate success while contributing to a better world, you'll want to listen in for the next hour. Now here's your host, Chris Cooper. Hello, this is Chris Cooper and a big, big welcome to the Business Elevation Show and I cannot believe it today. It's 10 years, 10 years since the first show, so we're now... uh, 425th unique show today and uh, I'm uh, I'm just can't believe it I've uh, got my hair's a bit grayer than it was 10 years ago I think Um, I did put a photo up of me recently um, 10 years ago and people laughed in the room so I've obviously aged during that time Um, but um, I'm just uh, just delighted to be here and with a very very unusual show for me today with an amazing collective of people some of my people who've become uh, some of my dearest friends and uh, people that I admire. Uh, and they're going to turn the table on me today and interview me around the thoughts and ideas after 10 years. Um, so over the, over the years now, um, we, the show has become, I think, you know, quite known. We've, we've accessed over 50 countries. So thank you to everybody over the years who's, um, who's listened to the show and maybe shared the show and all those amazing guests uh, and I'm, I'm smiling at the moment on the back of an evening where we brought some of those guests together last night. And uh, it was just a remarkable celebration and a remarkable energy in that room. Um, so I hope we can just pass a little bit of that over to you today about how uh, we're feeling um, you know, hopeful, uh, how we're feeling elevated and uh, how we you know, hope that this this show and uh, future shows and uh, um, can help you to uh, do business for good and uh, make a bigger contribution to the world. Now, the guests I have on today are uh, Stephen Morris. Um, Stephen is an incredible marketeer and an artist um, of, uh, of great repute. Um, he's uh, written multiple books. His latest one, The Beautiful Business, I think is going to be a bestseller and he's needed right now. Um, Sarah Santa Cruz um, from Switzerland. Um, Sarah is, um, I love Sarah's work. It's about doing marketing in a really authentic way. Um, her, her latest um, brand is Humane Marketing. Uh, and um, I just love, we, we need people, don't we, to, to be honest with us, to be authentic with us and do marketing, not try and trick us. Um, and I think um, Sarah's just got the right approach. And then Elizabeth Finberg Hearn. Um, Elizabeth, originally from Stockholm, she's a three times best selling author. She's a a master when it comes to leadership, to sustainability. Um, so she's joining us, Mike Mooney. Um, Mike is, um, uh, he, he was a, a vice VP for marketing for the biggest um, NASCAR racing t- uh, team, Rosh Fenway. Uh, he's written a book on reputation. He's now a reputation and leadership consultant. And he also um, works um, and for, as a chief marketing officer for the biggest um, organic farm in North America. Jean Early. Um, I first heard about Jean. People said to me about Jean that Jean could read your DNA. And that was because Jean um, was one of the, at the forefront of NLP. He launched it across Europe. Um, he's led um, all sorts of organizations, founded them, and he works globally as a partner with Leaders Quest. 
um, Hilary Wilson. Um, lovely Hilary. Um, Hilary is um, one of the best kept secrets uh, in boardrooms around the UK. She's worked in 60% of the FTSE 100 companies, um, helping um, CEOs and their teams to step forward. And then John Jennings, my my colleague John, um, a uh, engagement and leadership strategist uh, and somebody with a, an amazing career and CV who has a huge contribution. I can see him on video now. He's looking around thinking, is he really talking to me? So I'm going to shut up now and I'm going to pass over to, uh, to Stephen Morris, who's going to be the MC um, for today. And uh, over to you, Stephen. Thank you, Chris, and welcome one and all. I'm so incredibly excited to be taking part in this uh, wonderful 10th anniversary celebration show. You know, Chris, it seems to me that the heart of your work and the central thesis for the Business Elevation Show is an exploration of how one's work, one's vocation, and one's business can be transformed from simply a company into a calling, a calling that moves us from them to us, from how to why, and from me to we. And it's a harmonic and magnetic resonance invitation for all business seekers to learn from the wisdom of others as they pursue their path, their journey, their adventure to a more elevated business. And after 10 years of more than 425 shows uh, and this wonderful celebration, you know, the show itself or the arc of the show, it seems to create this beautifully woven tapestry, a uh, kaleidoscope, if you will, of a view of how hundreds of business leaders uh, and, and leaders in non-business areas can pursue their calling and to positively impact the world. And when I think about Chris Cooper, the man, the seeker, the master questioner, the eloquent voice behind the show, I'm struck by his fusion of generosity, uh, his curiosity, and his humility. His humility is only matched by his generosity. His generosity encircles his curiosity and his commitment to make a significant impact. And I'm honored to know and to work alongside of Chris and equally honored to be part of what we call the Elevation Collective, who are the wonderful folks, the beautiful folks here on the, on the show today. Uh, and we're also the co-hosts. So as Chris mentioned, we're turning the tables on Chris and taking the microphone from him and pointing uh, the microphone at, at and questions in his direction. And so this Elevation Collection is a, uh, it's a merry band of eight healers, mystics, seekers, strategists, consultants, and modern elders, Gene, I'm sure they'd be proud of me for, for noting that. Uh, what we do is we gather monthly and we explore the depths of our individual work and support and, and sometimes cajole one another uh, into our vocational adventures. So today we'll hear from these healer, seeker, elders, <clears throat> excuse me, as we explore with Chris, the foundings of the show, the lessons of the show, and what the future vision of the show might be. And I'm absolutely delighted to be celebrating this remarkable milestone with Chris and with this incredible group. So what I'm gonna do now is, is uh, ask each person, uh, and we'll go one by one around the room, uh, for a quick introduction of who you are. And I, I think we have a couple of uh, thoughts and notes that we wanted to share with Chris. And I think we're gonna start with Elizabeth. Thank you, Steve. Yes, yeah, so I just wanted to say something about, you know, I'm really excited to be here with, with you on this day, Chris, because there's something about you, you know, I'm, I'm so happy that we met and I'm so happy that you've put this collective together. And there's something about you, Chris, you are 
And I think Stephen mentioned it as well. You are so genuine somehow. There's something about you. You're supportive, you're inclusive, you're generous, and you're always wanting to help other people. And other people sense that. And it creates something very special, I think. And I love our conversations, and they are always helpful, and they're always moving forward. And that's very exciting because I think the world needs that. It needs conversations to move forward. So that's really what you do for me. So I just want to say thank you. Beautifully, beautifully said, Elizabeth. Hillary, I'd like to invite your voice into the room next. Hello, it's an absolute pleasure to be here. I met Chris many, many years ago at a big business event and we were contained in one large conference room. And I was thinking to myself, goodness, we need another 10 rooms to house the egos. Then I met Chris Cooper, humble, warm, just generous in every cell of his being. It is a pleasure and an honor to call him my friend and my colleague, Chris Cooper, happy 10th birthday. Thank you. Beautiful, Hillary. Thank you so much. John, would you like to contribute? Thank you, Steve. Well, like everybody else, delighted to be here and uh, celebrating a landmark achievement with the guy Chris introduced me as uh, his colleague. Well, I have the great good fortune to be Chris's business partner, have been for the last five years. And in adding to what uh, Elizabeth and Hillary have said, Chris is the guy for me who, who asks me the killer question without it ever appearing to be a killer question and making me go away and think things through. And when I change the way I do things as a result of Chris's feedback, do you know what? It works out for the best. When I don't, it doesn't. So there's a message there for me. And uh, I'm privileged to know the guy and really enjoying being involved in the 10th anniversary show today. Ah, oh, Beautiful, John. Thank you. Thank you. Mike, you're, you're on that next. Bring it on, my friend. All right. Well, hello, everyone. And, and to echo the other sentiments, just absolutely thrilled to be here to celebrate Chris. Uh, Chris, I mean, uh, you, my friend, are an absolute conduit of, of what could be in, in your life, in, in others' lives, in your faith and your belief in humans, right? That, that was a catalyst for me to pursue the vision or a vision that I held for myself in my own life, but wasn't sure if I was going to be able to actually pursue that. Um, but because of you and your friendship support, uh, you know, I'm able to pursue it and do what I'm, I'm doing today. And I, I got to tell you, there just aren't enough words and ways for me to share my gratitude to you. And I know I'm in great company in saying that because there are so many that you've touched over the last 10 years with your words, your wisdom, and more importantly, your just beautiful gift of being able to bring people together and the power of bringing people together. So thank you, my friend. Thank you, Mike. And my apologies, I skipped over Sarah. She was supposed to be next. Sarah, please, please, please welcome into the room. Worries, Steve. Yeah, I'm so excited to be here. And when I think of Steve, I think uh, when I think of Chris, I think of him as the shepherd for our sanctuary. Really, that's how I think of you. It's like you are this almost like this father figure for us because you hold the space for us. I feel like I've told um, my coach that I'm so used to holding space for others. 
And I have been looking for a space where I feel like I belong and I feel like I've been being held. And I really feel like I found my place and I cannot thank you enough for this authentic space that you've created in the uh, um, collective, but also the message that you're really spreading way beyond our little group. So thank you so much, Chris. Beautiful, thank you. And last but not least, uh, we're going to bring in Jean early, and then I think we're going to have to break off into commercial. Go ahead, Jean. Share, share, share your heart, my friend. Thank you, Steve. Uh, and uh, Chris, I just uh, remember when we met in Kenya and we were with the Maasai tribe, one of the things that we experienced together under the stars out there in the, in the open was the elders of that tribe functioning as leaders. And as I think about our relationship, I see that quality in you that I saw in Solitan, that there's this capacity, and we've all mentioned it, of presence that elders bring and that you bring. There's a compassion, a generosity, an authenticity, a, a presence, which really evokes the very best of each of us. And not only on an individual level, but also on a collective level. And so I just want to thank you for that offering that you've given to each of us. I just, uh, I just respond to that and just say thank you, just, just thank you all. And I wasn't expecting that. And uh, probably my fault for passing the key, the the button over to Steve to uh, to facilitate that. But I, I'm, I feel a little emotional now. But I wasn't expecting expecting all of that. But uh, I, you know, I love you all, and um, it is it's a great pleasure. That we've had the opportunity to come together and uh, there's something special when you bring talented people like yourselves into a space um but but thank you for that i really appreciate it very much great chris uh, the, the commercial break here will give you a, a chance to recover from your verklempt and uh catch your <laughs> breath and uh when we come back we'll we'll begin to ask questions about uh things like how and why did the business elevation show start When it comes to business, you'll find the experts here. Voice America Business Network. Would you like to work personally with the host of this show to help realize your potential? Chris Cooper supports business leaders and high potential individuals to achieve greater success in their businesses and careers. Support includes the opportunity to join a high return group mentoring and mastermind program called the Achiever Program. One-to-one -one mentoring and coaching facilitated leader development workshops and speeches. Email info at bemoreachievemore.com to arrange a free, no-obligation consultation to see how Chris and his team can help you. We hear it and read about it every day in the news. America is heading over a fiscal cliff. Home prices are still receding and unemployment growing. How can you preserve and increase your wealth in this kind of economy? Tune in to Turning Hard Times into Good Times with host Jay Taylor. Jay will explain the decline of our monetary system and the economy and will give you winning investment ideas and the tools to protect and increase your wealth. Turning Hard Times into Good Times with Jay Taylor can be heard Tuesdays at 3 p.m. Eastern Time, 12 noon Pacific Time on the Voice America Business Channel. 
dog barking or an angel singing, then you know that you are listening to Waking Up in America. Heard every Wednesday at 3 Pacific Time, Valerie Kirkard and all of her friends will bring you powerful and humorous discussions that raise thoughts and give you insight on how to live your life to its fullest potential. Adventure is always a must on Waking Up in America with Valerie Kirkard every Wednesday at 3 Pacific. When it comes to business, you'll find the experts here. Voice America Business Network. You are tuned into the Business Elevation Show with your host, Chris Cooper. If you have a question or comment about our show, please direct your emails to chris at chriscooper.co.uk. That's chris at chriscooper.co.uk. Now back to Chris Cooper. Well, welcome back, everybody, and uh, welcome back again to this uh, beautiful celebration of uh, Chris Cooper and the Business Elevation Show 10th anniversary. I'm going to hand uh, the question podium over to Elizabeth. Uh, she has a couple of questions in mind that she would like to offer to Chris. So, Elizabeth, take her away. Thank you, Steve. Yeah, so, Chris, uh, we really wanted to go back to the beginning and think back 10 years or, you know, before that as you started to plan for the show. We'd love to know what was your motivation for starting the show, um, the Business Elevation Show? What did you want to achieve? Was there anything in particular? And, and what was your thinking? Yeah, thank you. I, I'd, I'd set myself, you know, you know, you sometimes reflect and take inspiration from from others. I remember doing a few different programs and things. I'd set myself this goal. I'd, 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 reached, um, I'd reached 40 and I'd set some goals at 28 and, and miraculously everything I kind of wished for had come together really. And I feel very blessed with that. I thought, how can I, how can I step on from there? And, and I had set this goal that I wanted to add value to over a million people beyond my client's base. And I didn't know how I was going to do that. I didn't know that what the vehicle would be to do that. I just set this, uh, this big, hairy, audacious uh, goal, uh, as, uh, as my friend David Heiner would uh, say. And, um, you know, and what materialized was um, some conversations. Some, I used to start to run, I ran various sort of groups, I call it my, um, I call it a time, I called it my Achiever program. And I had a number of different um, people uh, I was coaching individually. I brought them together and I started interviewing guests and Voice America contacted me and said, we just heard some recordings that you've done. We like the, we like the sound of your English accent. Uh, <laughs> it wasn't anything to do with my intellect. It was nothing like that. They just liked the sound of my inter- English, uh, my accent. And, and then um, I, I was quite flattered by this and I discovered that um, I paid them and rather than they pay me. Uh, and uh, they've been fantastic. I have to, have to be honest and, uh, and let me create the show that I wanted to create. And, and the, the whole idea of it was to help people to elevate their thinking, develop their businesses, but also underpinned by, by doing business for good. You know, those values of kind of kindness and support. And I, and I did believe that we could do business for good. Um, so that's really how it started. It started from this desire to add value to others and, and links in very much with my personal purpose. Yeah. Oh, yeah. that's wonderful. So, so has this changed at all over the 10 years? So the motivation, is it different today or is what you're trying to achieve different after 10 years or, or how, how has that progressed? Yeah, I mean, one of the things I have you know, particularly enjoyed is the relationships that I've established with many of the, the guests that I've had 
the privilege to to meet over the years. There's been so many. I think we've had over 400 guests on the show, and and oh, these wow. are remarkable people. And you know, I picked, I picked, I, I invited some of those guests, which are all yourselves, to you know, to see if they wanted to come into a space for a conversation, which we call the the collective. And I've realised that I have. I've got potentially a very large community there of people I've got a relationship with that I've I've invested time in them. They've invested time in me. And and the other thing I think Elizabeth that I feel very passionate about right now is the world's at a very unusual place. We've had the pandemic. Uh, we've and you know still people are still suffering that around the world. All sorts of challenges around leadership, politics. You know, around the rate of technology, climate change, sustainability, equality. You know, it feels like we're we're sort of built up to a point in time where we need to add more value. We've got to make the next ten years count, and that's why I feel that uh, that my my approach has changed in that it's um, it's actually about how can we utilize and galvanize um, people um, to be able to create a groundswell that can overcome some of the um, the indifference and the and the um, you know the, the, the indoctrinated thinking and things that are going on today to help us move on to a trajectory that can ultimately potentially save the world really save uh, the world for us it'll go on without us but uh, I feel in a different place right now that's really powerful thank you Chris beautifully thank said you. Chris yeah. Uh, Hillary, I would love to bring your voice into the room and your ever so uh, beautiful questions. So Chris, one of the things that's been said again and again about you is how kind you are. And I also know you bring so much fun. So my question is around kindness. And I would love for you to share with us what are some of the kind things that you've experienced that have been directed at you? How do you experience kindness? Because you bring so, so much of it to us. You know, you know what I'm, I'm experiencing kindness now, you know, uh, with, with all, from all of you. Uh, you know, all, all of you. Uh, you know, I've, I've come together, and you're—you—I you, you, didn't—we um, didn't talk. You didn't talk with me about what you were going to ask me. You—you you, you produced a document on it. You—you—you you, you got together and, and and did that together for me. And you know, I think today is a, a beautiful example of that of that kindness uh, in in action. Really, you know, I've had many people where I've heard their stories about kindness, and we've we've inter I've interviewed people about kindness. Um, and I, I just think we need more of it. And and I think if, think what I maybe learn is that if you are, do your best to be kind to people, they'll be kind to you. I keep telling my oldest son this, actually, and my children this. You know, it's fairly simple. It's, it's All you need to do, be kind to people, and they'll be kind to you. But if you're not kind to them, they won't be kind to you. And and I keep repeating that over and over again. Um, one, one day, when he gets a little bit older, he'll, he'll, he'll get that. <laughs> but you'll, you know, this is a good example, Hilary. Oh, Chris, thank you. And based on the fact children don't listen to us, they just copy our behaviours. You've set Matt up for good success if he copies <laughs> your kindness and your heart-driven joyfulness. So, Chris, thank you for answering that. I'm going to hand back to Steve. 
Good. Yeah, I have a quick follow-up, Chris. You know, you, you and I, and, and you've even begun to wade into these waters here. I'm curious on how your your personal and your professional values, uh, you know, paint the sort of the canvas or the backdrop to how not just influences the show, but even your work. So, th yeah, thank you, Steve. Uh, I I sort of discovered my purpose when I was I was 28 on a self-development course and developed a little bit further later on in life. Um, but it's, it's, it's pretty much the same really. And what are my purposes is about, um, is about, um, you know, I aim to be the possibility of inspiration and responsibility, freedom and fun. Uh, and I choose to be someone who enables others to realize their true potential. So every conversation, whether, whether it's with a client, whether it's with family, you know, whether it's with friends, wherever it is, my aim is to try and do my best to live up to those values. For some reason, all of those values really resonated with me deeply. Uh, and I feel when I'm living those values that, uh, that I'm at my happiest and, um, and I'm at my most effortless. And, and therefore, this show was created with that. It wasn't for me, it wasn't a money-making venture. It was actually about giving back, really. Um, although, you know, I think it comes a point in time where you can give and give and give and give and you need a bit back to keep the, uh, the, the, the world turning at home and feed the family and things like that. But it was, it was aimed at, uh, at, at, at making a contribution uh, and living that, that purpose, really. So I aim to do that as much as I can. Sometimes I don't live up to it. Sometimes my wife will say, you know, she, uh, someone said to her last night, because we had this event, oh, Chris is lovely, and she, she raised her eyes, so I'm always lovely. You know, I, I have my moments. I don't always live up to that, but I do my best when I can to get back on track. <laughs> yeah, beautiful. Uh, great, Chris. All right, well, we've got a lot more questions to, to flow into. I want to shift gears here a little bit and hand the microphone over to John. And here we're going to explore a little bit more about uh, lessons learned and show journey and highlights and things of that nature. So, John, take it away. Thank you, Steve. So, Chris, last night on, on the uh, amazing 10th anniversary celebration show with that wonderful audience that, that came along to pay homage to the Chris Cooper phenomenon, you shared the, 10, the top 10 learnings that you picked out from over 400 guests over the years. So what I'm really interested to know, and the rest of the team and the listeners, I'm sure, is what have you personally taken from the show or learned from the show that has changed the way that you look at life, your outlook on life and the things that you do? Yeah, oh my word, what, what a question. Um, I, think, I think one of the things, I mean, I think I've learned this balance between um, being, being very structured and organized for things and, and also being able to be, be free-flowing as well and, and, and be able to busk with things. So I think just, just hosting this show has really helped with that. Um, one, of the, the, one of the points I remember Marshall Thurber making was he, well, he actually he asked me a lot of questions at the end of an interview. And he, I asked him what was the key to success in his remarkable life. And he said, Chris, be more interested than interesting. So I think that whole area of presence, and we've all talked about this as well, and you're all very, very present people, I think that is an area where, um, you know, where the magic sort of happens. I've also been very inspired, John, by, by people who've, who've overcome adversity, people who are, you know, are really brave. The young man, Stephen Sutton, who sadly died a day before his 20th birthday. And Stephen said to me this, he said, Chris, he said, he said, you know, cancer sucks. 
but uh, it's given me so much motivation. Um, but I've got so little time. And I look around the world and I see so many people with so much time and so little motivation. Chris, when I've gone, please tell everybody, make every second count. And, I've, and there's a number of people that we've lost. Uh, Jonathan Farr was one of them. Joy Marsden, who, I, who I've, I've interviewed and developed relationships who, who, who are not here anymore, did remarkable work. But it makes me want to press forward even quicker because we never know, do we? Um, and then I think, um, you know, seeking to find out about what's, what's really going on in the world. I've, you know, it's easy to make assumptions, and, um, but, but actually you can find out more about what's going on and what's true. So I think um, probably trying to seek and get underneath um, all of this, uh, these smoke and mirrors that we have in this world, I found that interesting. And then the other, another thing I should mention is that I've seen so many people, met them who have selflessly challenged themselves and raise enormous amounts of money for charity. They do it alongside their work. People like David Fox Pitt, who's raised 40 million pounds for charity. Um, Neil Lawton, the adventurer on last, last night, who also does things. And that enabled, one day it got to a point, I saw all these people doing these incredible things and it inspired me to go and do a challenge myself by doing one of Scotland's toughest one day endurance events, even though I couldn't, I could only swim four lengths. I had to swim a mile across a 158-meter deep, 10-degree 10, 10 lock and run over mountains and various things. So it inspired me to step up and do that. Uh, and then I think the whole conversation, realizing you've got to step up and your, your, your leadership, and Gene and I have done a lot of work together on that, realizing, you know, we've got to – it starts – it's an inside job. We've got to work on us so that we can have a bigger impact on the world. And the final thing, it's just given me the, the desire – you know, we, this is lovely to celebrate, but actually there's a lot of work to be done. Well, you started that off by saying, wow, what a question. All I can say is, wow, what an answer. Thank you, Chris. Hand back to Steve. Yeah, thank you, John. Thank you, Chris. Sarah, I know you had a, a set of questions. I would love to invite you in. Yeah, uh, this has been so great so far. And, and you know me, uh, Chris, I want to find out a bit more about the human behind the business show, because you, <laughs> your show is called Business Elevation. But as entrepreneurs, our life and business, they're always intertwined. And so what I'm curious about is, how has the show impacted your life, your family life. You often talk about your boys and, and wife. And so maybe sometimes the conversations went, you know, into your dinner conversations. Uh, you mentioned earlier your inner work. How has all of these interviews, how have they all impacted your personal life? Yeah, well, they've, they've interwoven. I mean, one of the things I've, I've loved is, is that, you know, the relationship with some of the guests. My, my kids have met some really cool people, inspiring people. And I think my, my youngest one, when he was about eight or nine, a neighbor, a neighbor said, uh, said um, I was just chatting to your Daniel. Uh, it wasn't a neighbor, actually. It was someone in the next video. I was chatting to your Daniel when I was walking him home with my son. And he said, so what are you going to do when you're older? And he said, well, I'm going to be an architect. And I'm also going to be a, um, I'm going to be a, um, a famous artist. And I'm going to live in a castle. And I'm going to have a, I'm going to have a home with a swimming pool and um, and with a with a gym and I'm going to climb mountains. And she was like, I just couldn't believe what he what, what this boy came out with. And of course, he's he's met so many wonderful people and how we've had people stay with us who, you know, who've um, who've done the most amazing things, got world records. And so I think um, that's been lovely. That they, they don't necessarily appreciate it. And 
uh, always and realize who they're talking to. And I'm, I'm a little bit in awe. Um, but I think other things that have kind of happened, you know, we've got our own, we've got our own set of family, family values, which we created as, as a family. There's a lot of values in there because I, I didn't want to drop off what, what the kids came up with, but we, we created a purpose in our family values about kindness and health and teamwork and growth and love and gratitude. And we, we came up with a statement together, which is we really care about our family and home, other people in the environment. We have great life experiences. We listen, learn from our mistakes, and we work hard to become the best we can be. So some of those, those sorts of conversations. And then I sometimes bring them, it was a guy called Barry Shaw. We we're in lockdown. Barry's um, um, became paralyzed o- o- overnight. Amazing, amazing man. And he's, he's, um, he's, he's um, brings joy to life. So we watched some of his videos and the kids were going around the house saying, dad, um, we must never look look down on people. We only look down on people when we're helping them up, you know. So there was things like this. So we're making light of it, but hopefully some of it stuck. But um, yeah, been a lot of lot of uh, conversation over the over the years. Really, I love it. Yeah, so powerful. I, I, can I just ask you also to follow up with the with the story uh, of the snowballs when you were. <laughs> Some very important person. I can't remember who it was, but you're interviewing someone and the kids were outside. Yeah. Tell us I, the I, story. Yeah, I, I won't mention his name, but I had a pre-call with somebody who, who he's, he's very, very successful, speaks all over the world, et cetera. And he thought, he thought there was a little administrative mistake and he thought I was doing the interview there and then. So he, he said, he said when, he, when he spoke to me, he was already there. He was all smart and got all his art, nice artwork and things behind him and, uh, and he said, when do we go? I said, well, actually, this is just the planning course. Oh, I didn't realize that. I don't normally do planning, planning calls. I normally just shoot from the hip. Um, can we make this eight minutes, please? Uh, so I think, oh, my word, eight minutes. Yeah, yeah, sure, we can manage that. During that, those eight minutes, it was snowing outside. And my kids were on lockdown. And my eldest son, I suddenly, I, I, snowballs hit the window. And, and I think for five minutes of the, the eight minutes, uh, my office window was being pummeled by by snowballs. Uh, <laughs> That's just the best. <laughs> and he wasn't overly amused by it, actually. It was quite funny. Anyway, we, we did the interview. It was fantastic in the end. So in the end, it was great. But um, it, yeah, well, that sticks in my mind. <laughs> Joy That's of children and dogs. My dog sometimes walked in the background and patted his feet around my office floor. And yeah. Thanks for that. Back to Steve. I've also heard, Chris, that uh, I know your kids, uh, or at least one of them, are gamers. And, you know, some of the conversations that we've had, like you know, the internet lags just a little bit. And you're like, um, just hang on a second. Let me go tell them to stop gaming just yeah. for a moment. <laughs> <laughs> I've got what I've got. I've got a sign outside now. With my wife, it's, it lights up and it says on air. So I put, I put that on. And so it's all illuminated. So it, uh, it gives a little. Unfortunately, the dog hasn't quite worked it out yet. no mike mike how about you hello hello oh man chris um i I, this has been so much fun listening to just uh the the tables being turned on you my friend you know and and being part of that so this has been an absolute treasure and joy i'd like to kind of take a step back to the beginnings of the show as well and and uh when you were perfecting your english accent that got you the radio gig uh, but not many people know actually chris is from new jersey originally 
and uh, he's been working all these years. <laughs> so I sometimes wear a jersey, Mike. <laughs> uh, just kidding, just kidding. No, no. Uh, I've always said that if you have that English accent, your IQ goes up 25 points. So uh, j- just just by, by the way you sound. So with that, yeah, I see John nodding his head. So with that, Chris, you know, when you started the show, I can't imagine um, you felt like you had everything you needed, that you were quite prepared to step into that next phase. It, it might have felt a little bit like, okay, let me let me step in. I, I feel a tug and a pull towards something. Um, and then you, you stepped in and continued to grow in that uh, to where we are 10 years later. Uh, I, I would be really curious to know what advice you would give to either leaders or entrepreneurs, uh, business owners, people that feel a pull or a tug to do something in their lives, but they just may not feel completely equipped or prepared or ready for that step. What, would, what advice would you give to them to, to, to maybe take that first step or a small step into that space of what could be? Wow. There's, there's a book, it's, it's an old book by Charles Barker called The Power of Decision. And, and in that book, he says that um, ideas are looking for a home. And, and ideas will come to multiple people, but they're looking from a, for a home. And they don't come to you unless they feel that you have the, the capability to follow them through. Mm-hmm. Um, so I sometimes remember that, you know, you know, get, get that, little idea, that little idea that just won't go away. And I guess what you have to do is, is, is look back and maybe, maybe um, when you're 80, 90 years old, maybe imagine yourself sitting in your chair and thinking, you know, looking back and thinking, have I led the life that I wanted to lead? And I think by doing that, it may help you, you know, move over those obstacles. I made, I made a call myself to go from a, a, a very, I kind of say, is it safe? I mean, a corporate world where you do get made redundant, but I was at a stage where I, I, got, I got nice payouts when I got made redundant. It was, a, it was sometimes a good thing. Um, but I got, I, I got into some kind of big roles and, and I started to just get this, a feeling that I wanted to do something more entrepreneurial. So I went out with some partners and we, 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 did, we created a company quite quickly together. So together is, is, is easier with others, as long as you've got the right sort of partners. But then I then had this feeling that I wanted to leave. And so I decided to follow that hunch and, and do my own thing. And if I'm honest, it took me, a, it took me longer than I thought it would do uh, to to set, set up a new business and have it working well. It's, it took longer. Um, but you know, there's a journey. It, it starts with you and you have, to, you have to adjust and adapt to that journey. Uh, a lot of the ability to move a new business forward, it depends upon you. Mm-hmm. Um, now you might have qualities, lots of energy and lots of youth, but other things slip. You know, it might be the relationships with people fall down, et cetera. That's what I would just say is, is if you've got that, that urge and uh, you're not going to be out on the streets doing it because you, you can afford to keep yourself uh, moving, moving forward, you've got that urge, it keeps, keeps coming up in your mind, uh, you don't want to be at a situation where you're full of regrets when you're older, I think, and therefore the idea may be worth listening to. Give it a try. It might be that it doesn't work out, but it leads to the idea that it does. Um, mm-hmm. So I think the, the thing I'm grateful for is that I did, did take make those changes and uh and even though at times maybe people questioned why i was doing it um, i'm i'm grateful because now i've got friends like you 
you know, I've got had this 10 years of this, this show. I can't imagine I would ever have a radio show. You know, I can't believe it. And, uh, and um, publish books and things like that. So, yeah, I would say just, I would say go for it, but realize it might take a bit longer. Make sure mm-hmm. you financially have got some security. Uh, but if that idea keeps coming to you, it might be coming to you for a reason. Yeah. I, I love that because you're talking about measured, metered, and methodical steps to follow something that's in your heart, which, which is sometimes it, it's easy to, to try to chase one or the heart or get stuck in the methodical side of making sure you're doing it the right way, right? So, um, yeah. and I, I love that quote too about ideas looking for a home. So my friend, if that's the case for you, you have uh, easily built a mansion <laughs> for a lot of ideas, if, if, not, if not a, 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 a like condominium complex for many people to house their ideas as well. So thank you for that. There's this great, great inspiration, my friend, really. Steve, back over to you. Great. Thank you. Thank you, Mike. You know, Chris, one of, one of, a part of what you just said, you know, there's the saying that goes, if, if you want to go fast, go alone. If you want to go far, go together. And, you know, it feels like, you know, part of the spirit of what you were just talking about sort of at least or underscored that idea. I want to shift gears and, and hand the question, uh, Mike, off to Gene Early. Gene, okay. Yep. So, Chris, it's a great segue because the the question that has been stirring in me comes out of our many conversations and a recognition that, you know, with over 400 interviews, they clearly, as we've heard, have shaped you as a person and how you relate to colleagues and clients and especially how you relate to your family. Um, And so my question has to do with legacy. And that is, what would you say is your legacy at the present moment? And then what would you like for it to be when you're that 80 or 90 years old you spoke about? And then finally, what's next for you? Oh, my word. My word, Shane. Uh, what's, what's my legacy now? Well, well, I have, a, you know, I, I've had the privilege to serve a lot of clients. Hopefully I sit in, the, in their minds and hearts uh, for some of the work that I've, I've done around leadership and developing teams and, engagement um i I hopefully that you know there's 425 hours of content in the archive so there's a little bit of legacy there while 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 they're available (laughs) there's some some books and things like that um but i I just hope you know my aim with this was to bring ideas and to people and help them to sort of step up not always my ideas and I think my ideas, um, in terms of my creativity, it probably comes from a, a symphony of the ideas that I've picked up on this journey. Um, so I, I don't know what my leg, what my legacy is. I just hope that when I'm gone, people think of me fondly and uh, uh, and uh, and I made a difference. Really, you know, mm-hmm. that's all I can kind of hope for. Um, so your your second part of your question was, yeah, what would you like that legacy to be at the end of your days? And then the third part is, what's next? Yeah, and I think the, the the next two questions I might be able to answer in one. And what, one of the things I really feel the urge to do right now is that I have, through having done this radio show, just met so many wonderful people like yourselves. And I feel so blessed by that. And it feels like right now there are people are searching for a home, you know, where where they can meet people who are, are kind hearted, who are generous, who are and not just trying to looking to make a book out of you through every every um, conversation. 
And I think what I'm hoping to do is start to connect some of this community together. You know, ultimately as well, you know, maybe that, that this extends into, you know, to listeners within the show as well and, and, and building more of a bridge with them too, because I've not always been great at doing that. I've, I've had a sort of a day job and I've had the, the radio show really. And, um, uh, you know, I've not always been the best in terms of marketing and, and building a community out of it. So I think the next phase for me is about actually there's 10 years now. It's a line in the sand, a lot of wonderful relationships, a lot of lessons, a lot of learning, a lot of self-growth for me. Uh, and maybe now is the time, is, is, the, is the time for me to step up as a, as a leader and bring some of those people together to, because I think they've got a greater chance together of, um, of contributing to these challenges and problems that the world faces. So um, that's where I want to step up. Uh, my legacy when, I, when I've gone is that, again, I, ju- I just hope that I've, I- I've made a difference. And um, I, you know, I hope that when I go, people are able to celebrate my life uh, and, uh, and take a little bit of something on with them, you know, when, when a little bit of me. Um, uh, uh, you know, it'd be nice if my kids um, had some level of... Um, uh, appreciation for me, <laughs> only young, as you know, kids are like, <laughs> to have inspired them a little bit as well, rather than me being just, just, um, just dad, you know, oh God, dad, you know, <laughs> you stop. One quick thing, Chris, is just to say that this 10 year celebration is already a picture of what it's going to be like when you're 90 years old, because you have been celebrated. Thank you. Thank you. I have been, yeah, I, I'm, I'm struggling with that a little bit now. It's, I'm not, I'm not, um, uh, it's, it's, uh, yeah, it's, it's great, but thank you. Thank you. Very good. Very good. I, um, you know, Chris about the kids thing, you may have to wait until they're in their twenties, maybe thirties until the boomerang <laughs> yes. effect, uh, coming back into their, uh, appreciation of all the beautiful work that you've done, uh, uh not just in the show, but, uh, throughout your life. Um, so I, I strongly suspect that that will happen. So I'm curious, Chris, is there any questions that um, you would have liked to be asked that we didn't ask? Maybe the one one thing is, what is the most important thing? You know, if there's one thing when it comes to success in in business and in life, what what is it? And I think I think it, it, it may to some sound a little bit soft, but actually it's love. You know, if you if you if you love yourself, if you love your clients, if you love um, the vision that you have for your contribution, you get excited. You, you love your, you love your children. You love your colleagues, and, and love isn't all, something that's always soft. It can be, you know, love is if, if you're moving in a direction, is you have to lean into problems and issues with people. You know, that's sometimes it's tough love, but at the end of the day, I think you know when it comes down to the the heart of people, uh, they they want to be, they want to have food and shelter. They want to get on with their neighbours. You know, it'd be nice if they can have a holiday. Um, but at the end of the day, what brings people and communities together and successful, highly engaged, highly successful companies and families is love. Um, so that's my um, that's my um, take. I think beautiful, beautiful. And if there's anything you'd like people to walk away with in today's conversation uh, here as we pivot our attention towards the next 10 years, uh, in addition to the underscoring of love, is there there any message that you'd like to leave people with? I think, I think you're kind to people, they're kind to you. uh, And whatever your situation is right now, 
you reach out to, to people, might ask, you know, ask for help, but connect with them. If you connect great people to other great people as well, that builds um, warmth. You do something, you do something for other people, then ultimately they will do things, they'll want to do things for you. Uh, and, uh, and I think in every, you know, successful kind of trading, successful development of projects, of initiatives, of relationships, et cetera. If you, if you go into the attitude, not what can I get, but what can I give um, to that? I think life, life can transform. Um, I think that's really important. And have a positive attitude. You, hear, you find yourself giving yourself negative self-talk. Um, tell yourself the opposite. You know, just keep yourself buoyant, positive, giving, kind, supportive and at the same time remember you do need to feed yourself and the family so you know money is important um to be able to do that um but look look to how you can contribute and then if you're kind and giving so a lot comes back to you and also you you feel that warmth which uh like as i have today which will just fill me up for the the next month or so ahead um because of your kind kindness back to me really Chris, one of the questions that you tend to ask uh, your guests at the end of every show is how can people get up with you? Uh, should they have comments, thoughts, or just want to connect? How would, they, yeah. how would you like that to happen? Yeah, I love to hear from people. You know, places like LinkedIn are great. I don't mind a, a personal, personal email, but don't just put me on your newsletter. That really, um, so, you know, my email is chris at chriscooper.co.uk. I'm happy to hear from people. Love to hear your comments, thoughts, ideas, thoughts on the show really as well. And, uh, what, what it's meant to you would be amazing actually after 10 years. Beautiful. Well, thank you, Chris. Thank you for allowing us to, to hold the microphone for you and shine the light in your direction. Lots of love, my friend. Oh, thank you. You've been absolutely wonderful. Thank you so much, everybody. Really, really appreciate it. I should say on next week's show, I'm looking for his name now, actually, <laughs> as, to, as to who um, I have on next week's show. I've got Neil McCoy Ward. He's an amazing entrepreneur, actually. He's a really, um, really lovely fellow. So we'll be talking about all things entrepreneurial next week. But um, thank you, everybody. You've been beyond my possible wildest imaginations today. We thank you for listening to the Chris Cooper Business Elevation Show. Please join your host, Chris Cooper, again next Friday at 8 a.m. U.S. Pacific Time on the Voice America Business Channel. Be more. Achieve more.